welcome back to the Cybersecurity Evangelist, or TCE for short. What we hope is the cybersecurity podcast for everyone. With cyber being an integral part of nearly every minute in our personal lives, and one of the costs of doing business in today's world, cybersecurity is less about the cyber and more about the people. So on TCE, our goal is to address the human element of cybersecurity and how with proper awareness and a few basic tips, everyone can be more cyber secure. Hi there. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Evangelist. I hope you enjoyed the last episode of my chat with Space Isaac's Executive Director, Aaron Miller, and how, among other things, we talked about how and why space is critical infrastructure for critical infrastructure. I mean, heck, even if you aren't in the critical infrastructure community, who doesn't like space? Even mom said it was a very interesting interview. But this time, I'm back to being on my own, and I want to use this opportunity to kind of put the evangelize or the evangelism or evangelist in the cybersecurity evangelist. Admittedly, this episode is going to seem less like it's the cybersecurity podcast for everyone. Um, but as I alluded to in the last couple of episodes, protecting critical infrastructure, our water, power, space, aviation, healthcare, to name a few, is important to the whole of society. Or as the industrial cybersecurity firm Dragos says, safeguarding civilization. So in a roundabout way, this episode, which in which I'm going to be evangelizing some great work in the ICS cybersecurity space is really in the best interest for all humankind. Now, that said, I know I don't have a massive following, but this does give me the opportunity to evangelize. And even though I'm not a cybersecurity influencer, I'm going to up my social media game and do better at promoting this episode and its resources. By the way, Andy is awesome at socializing the podcast, so between him and Dave and myself, we should have some decent visibility for uh, the great works that I'm going to mention here. But the goal here is to spread the word about awesome efforts happening around the cybersecurity community, specifically in this episode, the ICS security community. So future episodes, I'll be evangelizing other great works across cybersecurity at large, but this time I'm going to primarily be focusing on the industrial control systems cybersecurity community. Um, And I want to give you a little of a backstory. Um, As I was prepping some of my longtime favorite resources and a few newer ones, um, this list was getting pretty long. But in order to give each their due attention, um, along with maybe a little method to my madness, I decided to break it down essentially by category. So this one is the industrial cybersecurity. But essentially, um, this episode really, or this you know maybe series of episodes, is really the culmination of so many of the resources that I talk about you know here on TCE as well as on the risk roundtable and then in reporting that I do nearly every day but the inspiration for this episode really came from a gentleman by the name of Ron Fabella he's the CTO and co-founder of a cybersecurity or an industrial cybersecurity uh, firm called Sensaber uh, they do industrial asset um, and network monitoring so 
a little bit of a setup here. I was at a conference in April, and for those uninitiated, it's called S4. Um, it's an industrial control system cybersecurity conference that's held every year, well, minus the COVID year, um, and it's organized by a gentleman by the name of Dale Peterson. Um, and it's executed by Dale and the hard work of several other amazing people. This is an amazing event. It was my first time, and it was it just it's a top notch. I just I like I'm I'm speechless over how how wonderful this was. It is not the typical conference where you go and you're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, I've heard that, I know that, I've presented that. Um, tell me something I don't know. This uh, S4 is the type of conference, and, and Dale sets it up this way, that you really learn stuff you don't know. And it's just amazing in that way. So I'm going to be a little vulnerable here. Um, I've been lingering in the industrial cybersecurity community um, for a few years. I mean, been a huge fan, um, super passionate about the work that's done um, to protect our critical infrastructure. But I haven't done anything that, at least I feel like I haven't done anything that I would call impactful. Um, and while I do have over 20 years of IT security experience with hands-on, with things like malware analysis and um, cyber threat intelligence and things like that, I lack that hands-on in operational technology that I, or uh, industrial control system security that I so very much desire and that is needed. Um, anyway, anyway, to say that I felt insignificant at this conference is an epic understatement. I mean, I wasn't even at imposter syndrome level. I just, I've literally just felt insignificant. Um, but I just, I do want to say that everyone was so welcoming. No one made me feel that way. It was just me. You know, we're our own worst critics, I suppose. Um, as a matter of fact, everyone was wonderful and very supportive. And I'll get to that in, in a moment. So as I struggled to figure out where I could fit in, um, you know, as the, as the conference was, was um, you know, boiling down or uh, winding down. And I was struggling to figure out where can I fit in until I can kind of break out of this um, IT security rut that I'm in and um, get that practical experience in, in operational technology or in critical infrastructure security that I desire. Um, there's this session on the last day. It's actually the second to the last session. It's called Unsolicited Response, which is actually the name of Dale Peterson's podcast. Um, but Dale gives, uh, attendees, any, anyone that wants to, um, they can talk about anything you want. You got, you have five minutes, um, to talk about whatever you want and then you get the hook. So you can do anything from, you know, something funny where, uh, Chris is drunk and Maggie Morgani attempted to do a comedy skit. Okay. Just kidding. Um, it was a comedy skit. It was, you know, a bunch of groaners, but it was funny. So it could still be considered comedy. Um, it was funny, but yeah, you, you could go up there and you could maybe comment about prior sessions or challenge different ideas that you'd heard about. Um, again, pretty much anything you want to talk about in five minutes and then, you know, you're done, you're cut off. So, um, as I mentioned 
uh, earlier, Ron Favela challenged us uh, during his five minutes to kind of essentially evangelize and spread the word about all the good works that are out there in the ICS security community. Um, encouraged us to, that, you know, not to be a fanatic over a person, especially people that uh, might have tons and tons of, you know, thousands upon thousands of um, social media followers. Um, and admittedly, I'm a fan over uh, several folks who have done great works and, and you know, have a high following and, you know, you meet them and you find out they're really fantastic, great people too. Um, some have already mentioned, you know, in the, you know, it already thus far. So, you know, I'm certainly a fan of, of people. Um, but Ron um, encouraged us to not just be a fan of theirs, but to be a fan of the company and then other great people who are doing great work in the field who don't have a lot of followers um, and don't be shy about it and, you know, uh, follow them and spread their those good works around. And I do want to give a shout out to a couple that I've noticed um, that have already done that since the conference. Uh, two people in particular, uh, Vivek Panada and Danielle Jablonski. Ironically, they both work for the same company, uh, uh, Nozomi Networks. But uh, ironic or not ironic, I don't know. But um, anyway, um, first of all, I want to say they both have large followings and are cybersecurity, uh, ICS cybersecurity influencers. Um, and uh, so they use that influence um, to bring recognition to some of those folks that fly under the radar. And I, I do want to thank them both because I'm humbled because both of them actually tagged me in their posts. Um, so even if they hadn't, um, you know, I still would have noticed it, but they, they use their influence to bring recognition to others that fly under the radar. Um, again, a little bit, you know, kind of going to be another more vulnerable here. Um, but that challenge that Ron gave us, um, to evangelize and spread the word about all the good, great, other great people and great works, um, really kind of emotionally, you know, impacted me. I kind of, you know, kind of got a little misty eyed and I thought I can do that. Um, it's the only thing I can do right now in this field, but I can, I can do that. Um, you know, have the, this podcast, um, the cybersecurity evangelist, right? That fits. Um, and I love to evangelize great works. I mean, I do it all the time, especially on the risk roundtable. I mean, how many times have you heard me talk about known, the known exploited vulnerabilities catalog by CISA? Um, and, um, you know, I can evangelize great people. So I thought, you know what? Here I go. Um, now, the magic probably isn't going to be in this podcast, um, but really in the promotions on social media, namely Twitter and LinkedIn. So uh, here are some, I'm going to list a few, just a handful of some no-cost or low-cost security resources um, from and for industrial control systems. I'm going to list them largely in alphabetical order so as not to play favorites. Um, so if you are in the ICS community, like you're an owner, an operator of a critical infrastructure uh, organization, um, and you haven't heard about these resources yet, here you go. Um, you're welcome. So please check them out. 
Um, I'm going to largely name the resource and then kind of give a, clean, a canned blurb about it, mostly from their website to try to keep it succinct. Um, I may add an editorial comment in every now and again, but these are all resources that I follow or reference on a near daily basis. Um, just, you know, I check on them to see if there's been any updates or, you know, they're just good, you know, resources um, of information. Um, or at least, you know, follow and keep an eye on, you know, blog posts and um, anything that, that might be new. Um, so again, at times I may call out a specific person who has maybe spearheaded the idea, um, even though I think everything here became a community effort. Um, but you know, that's kind of the wonderful part about the, this ICS cybersecurity community is that, um, everything just kind of, someone has an idea and, you know, other people, um, you know, just jump on board to run with it. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a great community. Um, and I just want to say ahead of time, I am highly likely to butcher a few names. So please accept my apology in advance. So here we go. TCE evangelizes all the ICS, uh, critical infrastructure, um, things. Um, well, not all of them, but really just a select few here that we're going to do and start off with just to keep this manageable. So the first one I'm going to mention uh, is uh, bring attention to is the beer ISAC. Now you might think, of course, I'd start with an ISAC, right? Seeing that I support multiple ISACs, largely water ISAC, tribal ISAC, and, and the faith-based information sharing analysis organization or faith-based ISAC. Um, but BRISAC isn't an actual organization. Um, it's not a formal business, uh, but it's the name of an informal group of ICS cybersecurity professionals and enthusiasts like me. Um, the beer is optional, but the passion is required. Um, I do want to say thank you, especially to Beer ISAC, for welcoming me into the fold. I, I noted ahead of, you know, earlier that, you know, I felt so insignificant, uh, but I assured you that no one made me feel that way. As a matter of fact, it was quite the opposite. Everybody was very welcoming and, um, the folks at Beer Isaac, especially so oh, everyone, um, but, uh, particularly Patrick Miller and Maggie Morganti who lead that charge. And I want to thank them, um, for my very first challenge coin. Obviously, if this was a video, you could see it cause I'm holding it up. I'm very proud of it. Um, coin number two, two, four, uh, for the cybersecurity evangelist. So thank you. Um, but what I really want to bring your attention to about beer ISAC is that they maintain there's a curated playlist of operational technology and uh, industrial control system cybersecurity related podcasts. A gentleman by the name of Anton, this is where I may butcher a name here, um, Shipulin or Shipulin, um, curates this list. It currently lists over 300 episodes of amazing ICS cybersecurity related podcasts. So if you don't take note of anything else that I mentioned today, I promise you'll learn a ton about ICS cybersecurity by checking out the podcasts that are created by the uh, Beer ISAC, um, you know, podcast list. Um, it's available on um, any platform. Um, primarily I check the one that's on the Apple podcasts, but, um, I listen on, on other platforms as well. So again, the links 
you know, will be usually will be in the show notes of the podcast and you can check that out, but uh, it's at beer Isaac. Um, again, you can find that on uh, for sure. You can find that on Apple playlist, but probably your favorite podcast channel. The next resource that I'd like to talk about is called um, the long version of it is called consequence driven cyber informed engineering or CCE for short. Now this is a methodology that is focused on securing the nation's critical infrastructure systems. It was developed at the Idaho National Laboratory, and the uh, CCE methodology takes the assumption that if cr a critical infrastructure system is targeted by a skilled and determined adversary, the targeted network can and will likely be penetrated. So it's a think like the adversary approach, which essentially endeavors to think of a worst case scenario and consequences that could occur when a critical infrastructure system is compromised and then create non-cyber engineering based um, physical solutions to reduce or eliminate the consequence of that cyber attack. Now, again, you know, we talk about cybersecurity and we always talk about these, these different controls and you've got, um, you know, security appliances and different kinds of um, electronic, if you will, um, security digital controls. Well, this, the CCE methodology, consequence driven cyber informed engineering is really an engineering solution. Um, again, that um, physical solution to reduce or eliminate the consequence of a, of a, of a cyber attack, uh, a, an attack that was informed by cyber. Anyway, you might be thinking, well, if the consequence can be eliminated, then well, why isn't everybody doing this CCE thing? Well, that's another show. Um, anyway, the next um, resource that I would like to talk about is called uh, the shortcut for this one, all kinds of acronyms in cybersecurity and ICS, uh, cybersecurity is no different, um, but it's called ICS for ICS. And it stands for Incident Command System for Industrial Control Systems. Um, this is actually the brainchild of uh, a powerhouse named Megan Sanford. Um, it did become a community effort. But she was the the one that came up with the idea. Uh, she has an extensive background in incident command system um, through first responders, things of that nature. Um, anyway, she was able to kind of spearhead this, get this idea going, and get uh, the collaboration between um, the uh, ISA Global Security Alliance, um, so International Society of Automation, these are for folks who don't, aren't in the field, um, but the uh, Global Cybersecurity Alliance joined forces with CISA, but we've talked about a million times before, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, um, and other cybersecurity response teams um, from, uh, the website says 50, over 50 participating companies to adopt this incident command system framework, which um, really is a FEMA um, framework. So it came from FEMA. So the FEMA's incident command system is actually used by first responders like, globally when they're responding to hurricanes or floods, earthquakes, industrial accidents, and other high impact situations. So 
uh, Megan came up with the idea that why reinvent the wheel, right? We have this great system that works, this incident command system that works. Why don't we adopt this for industrial control system incident response. So ICS for ICS is designed to improve global um, ICS cyber incident management capabilities. Again, it's become a very big community effort. And, you know, Megan says, if it's good enough for first responders to use on a daily basis, then, you know, why can't we use it too in, in our field? So that was ICS for ICS. And the last one that I'd like to talk about um, is called the uh, Top 20 Secure PLC Coding Practices or Secure PLC. Um, the aim of this project is to provide guidelines to engineers um, that are creating software to help improve the security posture of industrial control systems. Uh, these practices leverage natively available functionality in um, PLC stands for programmable logic controller. So again, for those not in the industry, um, sorry for the acronym ahead of time, um, but it uses native functionality. So there's little to no additional software tools or hardware that's needed to implement these practices. Um, they can all be fit into the normal, you know, PLC programming and operating workflow. Um, you know, it's more than, you know, in order to implement the, this, it's more than, you, you need more than security expertise, um, but you, you know, need to have a good knowledge of the PLCs, um, these devices to be protected. Um, you have to understand their logic and the underlying process um, that's needed for implementing these practices. Uh, these coding practices are really intended to be used by automation engineers and technicians um, that program and maintain PLCs. Um, each um, coding practice includes guidance and examples, benefits, and even reference mappings to another great work um, by uh, the MITRE um, attack for industrial control systems, as well as references to uh, one of the other um, standards, the IEC 62443. Again, this is more for those that are in the field to understand that I'm not going to do all the backstory on, on those uh, resources. Um, so um, anyway, the top 20 secure PLC coding practices is really the first of its kind, um, you know, guidance to secure the inherently insecure by design PLCs. Um, this project is actually the brainchild of a, a water uh, sector veteran. Uh, his name is Jake Brodsky, and he presented this idea at an S4 conference in 2020. Um, and according to Dale Peterson, um, and I, this is something I had written prior uh, for Water ISAC, but according to Dale Peterson, as this initiative was too important to slip away, Dale made it an official S4 project to organize and recruit engineers who could create a quality list. As such, it became a community effort with co-organizers uh, of Vivek Panada and Sarah Flux at the helm, um, along with organizations that generously provided infrastructure to use for the project, again, from the ISA Global Cybersecurity Alliance, as well as Dale Peterson and S4, and uh, probably going to butcher this name of this company, Ad uh, Meritia. Um, 
That's A-D-M-E-R-I-T-I-A. Um, but the top 20 has also, this top 20 secure PLC coding practice has been translated into three languages and there are more on the way. And um, that's one of the um, projects that I'm actually signed up to be involved with this one specifically. And um, one of the things I said I could definitely do was evangelize. So here I am evangelizing. Um, I don't have the coding background or the, you know, the, the background. I talked about that earlier when I started the show. So, um, but I can evangelize. And this is one of those projects that I also love to evangelize. So um, anyway, um, that's it for this month's episode. I hope you found some value in my humble uh, effort to evangelize a few great ICS cybersecurity resources. Um, until next time, uh, hope you'll take a listen to rest, the rest of the Gate 15 family of podcasts. We have the Risk Roundtable. We have uh, Dave Pounder's Nerd Out Security Panel discussion, and then Andy uh, with the gate 15 interview. So until next time, um, thanks for listening. I'm Jennifer Lynn Walker, the cybersecurity evangelist. The Cybersecurity Evangelist is a Gate 15 production. Please visit the Gate 15 podcast channel for more. Our full podcast lineup includes the Risk Roundtable, the Cybersecurity Evangelist, Nerd Out Security Panel Discussion, and the Gate 15 Interview.